Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. We hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight, wisdom, and courage to have these conversations with your own kids. Today we're talking about common illusions that our culture presents to teenagers, Um, and the thinking is that these illusions can distract our kids from living their faith. So I have three fabulous panelists with me today that they're, they're going to introduce themselves and tell where they go to school. Just, I'm Jenna. I go to Columbus Academy. I'm Joey. I go to New Albany. Uh, I'm Austin, and I go to New Albany, too. Great. Well, thank you, Jenna, Joey, and Austin for being with us today. Well, thanks for having us. I found an article. I found a website called... I love Austin's enthusiasm. He's so great. I found a website called catholicathlete.com. And there was an article on that website called Top 5 Difficulties Young People Face in Living Their Faith. So I wanted to run these, what they thought were the top five difficulties by you guys and see if it kind of matches what you think are the top five difficulties. Or I guess we don't have to narrow it down to five. Um, So here's what I want to do. First of all, you guys kind of just throw out some things that you think make it difficult to live your faith as young Catholics. Some challenges or obstacles or things that get in your way. Joe, you look like you're trying to say something. (laughs) I mean, I think peer pressure is definitely a big one. If you don't have lots of Catholic friends, like all of the different pressures you get to do different things. Would you guys agree with that, Austin and Joey? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Any other ones that you would add to that? Um, I think kids' sexualities, uh, uh, as they're going through the early stages of school, like high school. Like confusing messages they get about it? And, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see if you got them right. Cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, here, here are the five, according to this article. The first one is illusions about sex. So yes. there you go, Joey. <laughs> the second one is conflicting truths. So in other words, if you hear something enough, you begin to think it's true. You know, people can convince you that things that aren't true actually are true. Um, the third one is peer pressure. There you go, Jenna. I feel like we're like playing family feud. <laughs> um, the fourth is domestic problems. And the fifth is financial problems. So um, let's just talk about each of these. See how your experience uh, matches up. The first one, again, like I said, illusions about sex. So Joey, you already confirmed that you agree that this is true. But what about Austin, Jenna? Do you think... Do you believe young people have illusions about sex? And if so, what are like what kind of illusions? Young people or young Catholic people? Because I think Either. it's a different That's... set of illusions. Oh, okay. D- like I what think do you mean? a lot of like not Christian, not religious people have like just kind of a weird version of what they think sex is that's promoted by all of the media we see just the whole culture that it's more like 
just a part of every relationship and like the next logical step. But then I think a lot of Catholics, like Catholic kids, have kind of the totally opposite notion that sex is somehow like evil and that it's like something that we shouldn't talk about, like not a good thing, which is also not true. That is a really good point. So two different extremes of illusions we have about our sexuality. Yeah. And how they can prohibit us. So, okay. So, Jenna, the the latter, the young Catholics who think that sex is a bad thing, an evil thing, it's something you don't talk about. How does that inhibit someone from practicing their faith? I mean, like, I just don't think it's a really healthy outlook to have. Like, our sexuality is a part of us. Like, it's a part that's supposed to be there. And so I think it makes it harder to practice the faith when you're having, like, sexual feelings, like, and you're like, no, I'm not supposed to ever feel that way. When you're not recognizing. But, like, you are supposed to feel that way sometimes. Okay. And it's kind of, like, more about what you do with that than, like, no, no feelings, like, And so I think it can make it more difficult than it needs to be to stay pure and all of those things. Let's look at the other illusion, Joey, the one that you initially brought up. um, Well, I think this is what you're referring to, what Jenna talked about, about how sex is just the next logical step. It's just a part of every relationship, something everybody do. Do you is that the illusion that you are referring to? Yeah, I see that um, everywhere, especially like in high school with my peers and. Uh, especially it's portrayed on the media by like almost every show you watch like you you hear about like nobody's married but they're having sex like that's the thing to do like that's what you're supposed to do and i think that the portrayal that the media shows the kids that's part of it and then also it's just um kids are trained also by the media to there's a lot of selfishness i think and just looking for that like pleasure seeking just to have um just to have fun that's part of it as well but they don't see it as like the beautiful faithful thing that it is Anything to add to that, Austin? You don't I, have to. I just didn't want to leave you out. I, uh, Not now. I, I think those guys have pretty much summed it up. Okay. I think it's perfect. It's... Okay, so let me ask you this. So this article gives solutions to these problems. Hooray. We love solutions. But before I read their solution, what is what is your solution? What would you? Is there a solution to this illusion or this problem that we have that kids have illusions about sexuality and what its purpose is and how to how to embrace that gift i mean i just think education about theology of the body is really important because i know i was definitely mistaken about a lot of things before i kind of like learned more about that and started having those conversations and like i don't know like the way it was taught to me is that what you want is a loving relationship and people to respect you and for you and those people to respect your body. And it's like, that's what you want. And the way to get it is to not have sex until you're married and only have sex with your husband or wife for you guys. Um, and so like when you put it like that, it just makes a lot of sense. Like this is what we want. This is what this is about. But I feel like a lot of kids don't ever get it taught to them like that because either they get it as sex is a thing for fun that you can do or sex is bad. 
And neither of those are true. It's that sex is a great thing when it's used properly in marriage. Any any other solutions you guys would add? What about like surrounding yourself with people who believe what you believe and understand what you understand? And I, I mean, think, I think that's a good life skill in general. Just having people um, who you try to surround yourself with people who seem to have it figured out and seem to have. Um, you've talked about like holy people, like who who know what they're doing, and like having good influences around you at all times can help you follow the right path. Well, according to the article, the solution is, this, these aren't experts, by the way, <laughs> this is just <laughs> for reference, young adults uh, should hold fast to their faith and seek guidance by joining Catholic youth organizations or approaching faith counselors. So as a youth minister, I love that answer. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Everybody join your youth group. <laughs> right. So, um, Okay, the second issue that teenagers deal with, that, that according to this article which again, I found on catholicathlete.com. It's entitled Top Five Difficulties Young People Face in Living Their Faith. The second issue is um, conflicting truths. And this is the idea that if you hear something enough, you begin to think it's true. So even if you learned something else, you can be convinced or we can be convinced that something that is not true is actually true. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Are there examples of this that you that pop right into your head in modern culture? Things that you that you think I know that's not true, but everybody else says it is true, so I I must be wrong. Everyday high school. Everyday in high school, <laughs> like what kinds of things specifically? Um, uh, something specifically, uh, probably a test. Like someone before, like the, in the class before you, someone would take a test. And then they would t- try, like, go on and tell you what the answers are. Well, and you go to the, then then you end up going to the room thinking, oh, I'm going to ace this because I got all the answers. Teachers know beforehand, and then they switch the tests. So, like, you thought you were gonna, you thought you were going to do so well on the test. You thought you knew what was you on thought, the test. Yeah, you thought. Well, let me expand that, that like, because. It, that's cheating. Yes, <laughs> right? it is. I, when I, people come out and tell you what's on the test, that's cheating. I, I don't do that. And <laughs> this is why teachers change the test, right? But my point is, everybody, like, here, the thinking is everybody does it. it. You have to cheat to get the grades you want to get. I mean, is that is that something that is prevalent in your schools? Cheating? Yeah. I know yeah. at my school it is, like, especially on things that aren't tests, like, copying someone's homework like it's so common that i have had people like argue with me like no it's not cheating it's like literally the teacher just said that we can't have people help us with this right like come on and and do you find yourself so in those situations do you find yourself thinking am i wrong am i crazy why am i the only one who thinks that this is wrong sometimes yeah any other examples of that? Things that you know are not right, are not true, but um, everyone else seems to think they are. So. A big one for me, I know, is like that if you firmly believe something is true, that makes you like judgmental somehow. Mm-hmm. Like that in order to be an accepting, nice person, you have to like just say that whatever anyone else says is right. 
and not actually hold any like firm beliefs of your own. Right. Tolerance in the wrong use of the word. Like, yeah. Right. Tolerance not meaning disagree, but love. Tolerance meaning agree. Relativism. And, right. Right. Okay. Um, so do these, so are there bigger issues that cause you to be confused about your Catholic faith or your Catholic beliefs? I'm probably going to go on a, on a big limb here, but okay. probably one of the biggest ones for me is homosexuality. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know where to go with that one. Because you feel like, okay, here's what my church teaches. Here's what I, you know, here's what I know. Same sex marriage, one man, one woman. This is what we were created for this is who we are as sexual beings but clearly we're in a world where that is going rapidly in the other direction yeah right so you find yourself thinking yikes (laughs) am i the only one who who really thinks this or is the rest of the world against me in this belief yeah would you jenna and joey would you agree that that's a that's a tough one yeah yeah that is a tough issue too because you know we're in this position where we aren't the judges of people, you know, we are put here on this earth to love people. Um, but we're always trying to delicately balance. Yeah. But what's, what's absolute truth? What's absolute morality? You know, what's God's plan for our lives? So. I mean, you can't really tell them like, Hey, don't do this. And like you, you have to be, um, heter- you have to be heterosexual. I think the only way to like, or, well, I think the only way to like, cure this or like tell them what to do well you can't really tell them what to do but i think we just have i don't know i think you have to tell them that we love them and for who they are and just come to church and it'll change your life yeah and like jenna was saying like have those that seek that education have that conversation the theology of the body that you know it's hard to do in a short conversation where someone's accusing you of being judgmental yeah (laughs) right yeah I feel like I'm being judgmental, but I I hope I don't sound like I am. Right. Right. I think it's hard just because so many people don't really understand what Catholics believe. They get their information about the Catholic faith from like media websites that are just trying to make it seem ridiculous. And so then I've had a lot of people actually that bother to listen to my whole spiel about like what we actually think about homosexuality and then are like oh okay that makes sense that's not judgy and awful Mm -hmm. but not everyone's willing to listen and like have that real conversation do you do you guys feel like um does that challenge you does that challenge you as young catholics when you're feeling like you're on the unpopular side of a of a big social debate Does it make you question, am I, am I right or am I wrong? Sometimes, mm-hmm. but I have that urge, like, I'm, I'm going to be right because I know that God put us on this earth to be fruitful. Mm-hmm. So, to I, be fruitful. Fruitful? Did I say that right? Fruitful? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think you said fruitful. I was just clarifying. Fruit, yeah. Yes. You're, yes. Yes. You're right. <laughs> did I say frugal? You did say fruitful. I was just <laughs> No, I thought I said frugal. Like Oh, yeah. No, he didn't put... Well, he yeah. might have put us on this earth to be frugal, too. Well, well yeah. That's a totally different okay. topic. Let's it do is. another Let's Getting do another topic. episode on that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joey? Does it challenge you? Um, I think I don't really get to the point where I'm questioning my faith so much because luckily I've been taught enough and I'm pretty confident in my faith. I think it just makes me 
want to go figure out more about it so I can have an answer to the situation, whatever it may be. So for you guys, you don't really need a solution to this issue. Like, sounds like you're pretty firm in your, in your beliefs and in your faith and, and the questions that come up just cause you to dive deeper into your faith rather than to turn away from who you are as Catholics, which is fantastic. <laughs> Next time I see your parents, I'm going to congratulate them on the work they've done. Um, okay, let's move on to the third issue. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Jenna, Joey, and Austin, and we're talking about the um, top five difficulties um, that young Catholics faith in uh, young Catholics face in living out their faith. So we found an article on um, CatholicAthlete.com which outlines what they think are the top five difficulties. So we're talking with Jenna and Joey and Austin about how that matches up with their experience as young Catholics. So the third one is peer pressure. This is one you said initially. Jenna, do you think that young people are vulnerable to peer pressure, or is that an overblown issue? I think parts of it are overblown, but generally it's not. It's definitely hard to be the one who goes against what all of your friends say, and it's not like we're sitting there like, oh, they say it's okay, so it's okay. It's like, I know this isn't what I want to be doing, but I also don't want to be the person who, like, yells at all of my friends or seems like they're not fun or whatever. Uh, something just popped into my head while you were talking about your friends and the people you surround you, yourself with. And those are people that you get to choose to surround yourself with. But you're all three involved in activities where you don't necessarily get to choose who else is involved in those activities. Like you have to spend a lot of time in sports and in music and in, you know, all of your other activities. You have to spend a lot of time with people that you don't necessarily choose to spend your time with. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and Joey, you talked about at the beginning, like as a general rule, it's a good practice in life to surround yourself with people who are going to make you a better person. Yeah. But the fact is, sometimes we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So when you are surrounded by those people who maybe don't share your values, um, Joey and Austin, do you guys feel pressure to be someone other than who you are? No, I'm, I'm pretty much just... Let it all, let <laughs> you, it all go. I am you not, are who you are. They yeah. can take you or leave you. Yeah, I think with the three of us in this room, I think we're all pretty confident in who we are. Which is like we're we're lucky to have gotten to that point where we can be ourselves in those situations. But I think we're talking about teenagers. A lot of the, um, a lot of teenagers in high school are going through times where there's a lot of insecurities in their lives, and they're looking to fit in. They're not confident in who they are. They don't know who they are. So that's when the peer pressure situations and things of that nature start to come into play because they're trying to figure out who they are and they see what other people are doing and do the same thing. Do you find yourself um, taking on a leadership role sometimes? Yeah, when you're the minority, sometimes in situations you feel like when somebody, you, you, it, when, when you have a situation where somebody sees you and follows you and like, no, like gets that you do the right thing and that's when you feel like a leader and you, you want to keep keep going with that. Do you seek those opportunities sometimes? Probably, yes, yeah. yeah. What about you, Jenna or Austin? Do you feel like like you assume a leadership role sometimes, either intentionally or unintentionally? Kind of. Like, 
One thing that I know has helped some of my friends a lot who struggle with this because they're not necessarily the most confident people is just like no one wants to be alone. No one wants to be that one person who's not okay with what everyone else is doing. And so just like find one other friend who shares your values and it's so much easier to say like, hey, I don't want to do that when you know that that person's going to be like backing you up. And that they're not going to want to do that either. Right. Okay. Number four. We ready? We ready to move on? Anything else about Okay. The next one is, uh, the next issue is domestic problems. And I think this is such a wide ranging topic because depending on your family, depending on your background, depending on, I mean, domestic problems can mean anything. So just sort of generally speaking, what do you think are some of the domestic problems that young people are living with or facing day to day would you care to elaborate on like domestic <laughs> sure like domestic meaning home like oh, the problems okay. you have in your home oh okay it's like home problems. Okay, yeah but i, I don't you. austin now just before you speak i don't want you to reveal home problems from your home okay, <laughs> on okay. the air i got you <laughs> no, i feel you I'm just talking generally speaking no i'm kidding austin's family is completely <laughs> awesome um generally speaking what are problems that kids face in their homes. One, uh, um, I, this is me personally. I, I think a lot of like a a lot of the problems that kids have at home is parents. I don't, sometimes they're too hard on their kids. Sometimes they don't, they don't see their kids enough. Sometimes something, sometimes things are, perfect and then next thing you know they run into the ground and they leave i so it's it's just all about a, like i don't know i don't i just it's it's kind of confusing it's just it's a like you said it's it's a variety of things right right but in general i feel like you might be talking about sort of issues with whether or not your relationship with your parents is stable yes and something you can depend on all the time something you can count on something you know is going to be solid no matter what else is going on in your life yeah okay yeah kids definitely rely on their parents more than they like to admit that they do like so i know a lot of people just depending on the relationship they have with their parents like a lot of their other issues and like faith issues do come from that And it's not always that, like, one of the parents isn't there, they're divorced, or, like, they're not good parents. But just that, like, sometimes there's a lot of pressure. I know Catholic kids who have, like, really devout parents, and then when they find themselves questioning even just some element of their faith, they, like, feel like there's something wrong with that and, like, don't feel comfortable talking about that because their parents are, like, such good Catholics, And so, like, those kinds of issues can come from a lot of things that aren't just, like, bad parenting. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Jenna, you're bringing up the other side of all of these (laughs) issues today. Joey, any domestic problems you think kids are dealing with that we haven't talked about yet? No. Okay. Well, can can I add something? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's one big one that I, I think... I I think it's probably one of the biggest ones out there is a lot of parents put pressure on their kids to do well in school and to do well in sports. Okay. And 
it, it's put so much pressure on kids and I, I've got like golf for me. Um, I try and have my dad drop me off the course and leave because I don't want him putting pressure on me. And <laughs> so some and some of that is just perceived by like just how you perceive what your parents expect of you. Yeah. But for some kids, it really is. Parents really do put a lot of pressure on their kids. Oh, absolutely! About, and yeah, like for yeah. grades, like for grades, my parents can trust my sister and I right. that we will like get good grades. They they know us. They don't have to put pressure on. Well, if we have like a B or in one class, they'll say, hey, you have a B in one class. You're going to get that up. Yeah, I know what to do. And then um, some some parents stress over B plus where where like they'll they'll say like, hey, you're not allowed to do any of this. And then you have to get this. You have to get that grade up or something like that. And they'll put so much pressure on kids. It's it causes a lot of gray hairs, if you know what I mean. Yes. Right. Kids fail like that's part of being young and. I know a lot of kids who at least feel like their parents like won't let them fail. And so then when they inevitably do, it becomes a lot harder and more of an issue than it needs to be. And it's hard to talk about solutions to domestic problems, right? Because a lot of times kids don't have any control over what's going on in their homes, you know? Um, but this is where we go back to, Joey, your initial point, which was surround yourself with people who lift you up, surround yourself with people who help you remember who you are and whose you are. And, you know, that you're a child of God and that, um, you know, we're here on this earth for a very specific purpose. Um, we are not going to get to the fifth <laughs> issue. Our audience is going to be so mad. They're hanging on the edge of their seat waiting to hear about issue number five. And we're not going to get to it. Sorry. Go read the article. It was financial problems. But um, we'll have to talk about that some other day. So let's uh, close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you and we give you thanks for this beautiful Catholic faith. We give you thanks for the challenges that you put before us in regard to our faith. And we ask you to give us strength as we rise to meet these challenges and allow these challenges to help us just grow deeper in our faith and deeper in our love for you. And we ask all of this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820. I'm Katie Wyatt. We were joined today by Jenna, Joey, and Austin. And until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.